0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing bleaching teeth, and as the title states, we'll be discussing different methods, materials, and the marketing of tooth whitening procedures. With us today is an expert in the field, Dr. Miles Cohn. Dr. Cohn is a graduate of Tufts University School of Dental Medicine and completed a three-year prosthodontic residency there while serving in the US Army before being honorably discharged as a field grade officer in the rank of major. That's impressive. Miles is one of the only two prosthodontists in the entirety of New England to have obtained additional qualifications as a certified dental technician. Dr. Cohen, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk.
1: Thank you, Philip. Pleasure to be here as always. Yeah, so you've
0: done some stuff in the past. I think the last podcast we did was a couple of years ago. It
1: might've been even longer. Seems like yeah. it's been a, a few years, but, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on, time has certainly become very, an abstract concept almost, but <laughs> no, that's either true. way, yeah, I'm always happy to be here. Um, you know, I always enjoy our conversations. So thank you.
0: Yeah. So we're happy to have you. So to begin, what types of tooth
1: whitening options are available to patients today? That's a really good question. You know, and I think that's probably the number one question I get from patients is, you know, when they come into my office, many of them are familiar with what we call the -the over-the-counter options, like the OTC, right? And these are the patient-applied materials. And most people know about things like, you know, the Crest white strips or the Rembrandt strips. You know, Crest white strips has become almost like this catch-all. It's kind of like Kleenex or Q-tips, right? Any sort of white strips they use are the Crest white strips, right? And the advantages of this are, you know, that it's inexpensive, but the disadvantages are that, you know, oftentimes there's some discomfort, Um, you're not being seen by a a dental professional, right? And then you have sort of the next tier of that would be um, patients who come in to see you and you provide them what we call patient-applied but dentist-directed options, such as take-home trays. So many, many dentists will recall from their time at dental school making these trays. We had to make these for our patients in dental school as part of our graduation requirements. And typically what you're doing is you're making these custom trays based off of maxillary mandibular alginate impressions, you, they're lab fabricated and then you trim the trays and the patients take them home along with some bleaching gel. And they'll use this gel, you know, and it, and it depends based on the level, how bright or white the patient really wants to get. You know, some people, you know, they've got like a wedding coming up um, in the next two or three months and so they'll use a bleaching agent that's going to be a little bit more slower a little bit more progressive and then you've got other people who you know have like a hot date that night that need to get you know they need to get really really bright really really fast and they're they're really hasty about it so they'll use something that's got a little bit more a little bit of a higher concentration and again there's advantages and disadvantages you know to this as well the one of the biggest advantages is that um, with the take-home you can use something like either like hydrogen peroxide or carbamide peroxide, and we'll talk about carbamide peroxide you know, maybe a little bit later on, but you know, the, the biggest disadvantage to this is patient compliance. And I find that most patients either, if they don't lose the trays, um, they just simply don't like wearing them because uh, you know, the gel creates sort of this kind of gummy sort of like feeling in their mouth. Um, but then I, I think that the, the top tiered version of this, um, sort of the gold standard is the in-office Um, application. And this is what we call the dentist applied materials. And the the biggest advantage of this is that you don't have to worry about the patient compliant component because the patient's sitting there as a captive audience while you bleach their teeth for, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is for that particular bleach. Um, And of course, they get the dental examination because, you know, and I'm sure every dentist listening to this can relate. I get patients probably every week that come in that want to do in office whitening. And you know, I unfortunately have to tell them that you know many of the teeth that they want to whiten need to be removed, need crowns, need to be filled. They're not, they're not good candidates for that procedure. Um, the disadvantage of doing the in-office, however, is the cost um, and the, the time you know for the patients. And so you know it just depends because oftentimes and when people hear time they're like, yeah, but doesn't it only take like you know half hour, 40 minutes? That seems like that's a, an advantage. But the problem is the the efficacy of it. There's what we call sort of like fall off. So when patients get the in-office procedures, um, the effect that they have that day, which is partially due to the dehydration of the tooth, you know, maybe like three to four months out, it doesn't look the same anymore. And so oftentimes they need to come back multiple times over over, I guess, until they're at the point where they want to be. So in your practice, what percentage of your
0: patients are doing um, let's not talk about the over-the-counter, but between in-office and take-home products, w- what's the uh, proportion?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent, that's an excellent question. So, so my wife, who's our office manager, she's also the smart one in our office. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm sure, again, everybody who's listening to this who has, you know, works with like their spouse probably feels the same way. Um, <laughs> you know, where one is the clinician and one is the, one, one is the type of doctor that helps people and then one is the type of doctor that actually knows something. Right. So she said, you know, she says, hey, what would happen if you you know, because we, we had a, it was a very binary um, sort of treatment option that we had for people. You either did the in office or you did the take home. It wasn't a combo. The only time that we ever did a combination, um, what we call like a deep bleaching technique or a combined bleaching technique um, is when we'd see the Miss USA contestants come in for the you know Miss USA pageant they would need to get you know pageant white that's what we called it pageant white mm-hmm. um and it was sort of you know almost off the chart white and so in order to do that we would do multiple in office bleachings with a very potent hydrogen peroxide you know upwards of like 38% hydrogen peroxide for 30 to 45 minutes and we would then send them home right before they started the in office procedure i would make diagnostic alginate impressions while they were sitting there Under the light getting that treatment i would be in the laboratory again using my skills as a cdt pouring that up really quick uh, you know doing the suck downs uh, making those trays so when they walked out of there an hour later they had the trays ready to go so that in that three to you know three to four week time frame when we'd see them you know they would get you know 10 to 12 shades brighter and so my wife says she's like you know I wonder how many patients would take you up on this offer if you said, hey, we're gonna do an in-office with a combination, like a package deal with the take-home trays, you know? And sure enough, you know, when you ask, it was amazing. I would say probably nine out of 10 patients say, yes, sign me up. And there's a big component to the take-home trays that I didn't mention before. And um, there's a a company, um, SDI, which is Southern Dental Industries. Most people know them because they make Pola. Pola is their bleach. So they have a 10% carbamide peroxide uh, gel, which, as you know, many people know, the carbamide peroxide breaks down into two components. One is a, a urea byproduct, and then the other one is a, a lower grade hydrogen peroxide. So, whatever the carbamide peroxide percentage is, divide that by three, and that's a, approximately what you get for the hydrogen peroxide. Well, that low-grade hydrogen peroxide is less than what the body manufactures day-to-day. Day. So your brain, eyes, and liver are manufacturing hydrogen peroxide naturally. So it's a very, very safe, low-grade um, concentration that actually acts as an oral antiseptic. And many people don't know this, but um, that product was actually developed, this is you know, decades and decades ago, I think back in the 80s, early 80s, late 70s, as an oral antiseptic for babies who had thrush. And that right. concentration is safe for, you know, babies for up to almost two weeks at a time. And so for adults, um, you know, it works really, really well as a long-term oral hygiene, uh, you know, component to their their uh, daily routine. Yeah, oh, that's really interesting, yeah. Yeah, so I guess to add, so the long-winded version of your question, almost everybody, almost right. everybody, once I started asking, hey, would you also like to, and then they they jumped right on, and it was funny, as a side note, the people who were the most adamant about doing the take home bleaching for the oral hygiene component were the people who were probably like a one out of ten on the hygiene scale because they said, "Well, I don't really like to brush anyway, so I'll use this as the magic huh. bullet I'll this in lieu of brushing, which I always qualify to my patients that is not what this is for
0: yeah, it's a good side <laughs> benefit though one, yeah. if, the antiseptic value that's that's pretty awesome. So your wife changed the direction of your offering where the hybrid approach that really took off in your practice.
1: Yeah. And she's sort of the marketing genius because I'm just happy to sit there and and do the work and take the photos and post it on Instagram. And she's the one that says, hey, dummy, we got to pay the bills. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So um, so yeah, So I I think if people start, if people offer that, I think they'll be very pleasantly surprised by how many people do that. We'll, We'll take them up on both.
0: So tell us how tooth whitening opens the door to other cosmetic procedures.
1: Well, okay, and so that's just the thing, right? And that's a, a fantastic segue question because it's interesting, you know. So when we started, when we started doing our bleaching, the idea was that hey, bleaching will beget more expensive restorative procedures such as, you know, veneers, the bridges, the crowns, you know, the the white fillings, the the resin, you know. We thought that that would open it up for that, and it has a little bit. Um, and anybody who's seen my presentations before knows that I do sort of a deep dive into the back end, um, you know, key performance indicators on my actual website, where I can track the number of people who are clicking on the different areas of my website. Right, I can I can keep track of where they're they're going to, and it's interesting. So what we found is that yeah, whitening is good for you know patients who wanna do veneers and things like that, but whitening begets more whitening. And the types of people that are coming in and paying five, $600 for an in-office whitening procedure and then an additional you know, three, four, $500 for the take-home trades, these are the type of people who are also probably spending a lot of money to get their hair done. They're, they tend to be a little bit more high maintenance. They tend to be very self-aware of how they look and how they present themselves. These are the types of people that will come back multiple times a year to redo the bleaching. And it's such an excellent procedure because of the immediate results, there's very low liability with it, and it's a repeatable procedure, right? I do porcelain veneers on somebody, I probably don't see that person again for that type of procedure for another you know, two decades. Mm-hmm. Bleaching on the other hand is a, is a single visit, and if you look at the ROI you know, per hour that I make from bleaching, it is higher than anything else in the office that I do and you can allocate it to your staff members. I don't even have to do it. I mean, my wife can do it. She's not she's not a dentist, she's not a, a chair-side assistant. She's you know, she has no dental background whatsoever, but she watched me do it a few times when we were in the the opening stages making these videos for different companies and she's like, "Oh, yeah, I could do this. Like this is mm-hmm. super easy." It what, is. It's super Yeah, what kind easy. of
0: what kind of products do you use chairside? Just so our so, audience is always interested in what the KOLs are using.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, and again, I'm very, anybody, again, anybody who's listened to me speak and lecture knows I'm very opinionated about certain <laughs> products. Um, so I use, I use SDI's Pola. Um, that's in my opinion has had the best results and I've tried virtually everything that's out there. You know, I won't mention the other products, you know, I don't want to bad mouth any other products or anything, but I've tried just about every single thing that's been out there. And this is the one that I keep coming back to. And every, anybody that has seen, again, my Instagram knows that I take a ton of photos, and so when I look at those before and afters, it's not coincidental that the ones that look the best are the ones that are the, the Pola uh, in-office bleaching. And, it's a, again, it's a 38%. And they just tweaked their formulation a, a tiny bit within the last couple months. So, again, anybody who follows me knows that I'm now using Pola Rapid um, instead of the Pola in-office. It's the exact same percentage, only it sticks a little nicer to the teeth. It's got a really hyperchromatic blue sort of tone to it. So it's easier to see on the teeth. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what I use. And I, I tend to use their products. And there are actually a lot of really, really great products out there. But, you know, this is the, the stuff that I'm just typically using day to day. And it's, you know, and it was a nice um, collaboration with them because as I was doing many of these women in New England who were competing for the Miss USA, it turns out, you know, coincidentally that they were also being um, given free products from SDI. So then this is when SDI and I kind of came together and said, Hey, we should, you know, do a joint sort of thing together. And then it's been, it's been great from there.
0: So what are some of the most common misconceptions that patients and clinicians, as a matter of fact, have about tooth whitening and bleaching
1: procedures? So I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I think the number one is, and this is today, everybody asks this, you know, can I eat and drink after I've done my bleaching. And I think what they mean more specifically is, can I eat and drink food and beverages that are highly pigmented, right? Can I have my coffee, can I have my red wine? Especially in this, in this time of you know, COVID-19, I think people are drinking a little bit more coffee, a little bit more red wine than they ever were. And maybe that is you know part of the reason why our bleaching and our in whitening has taken off you know almost exponentially over the last eight months. I think people were just really, really excited you know just to do something for themselves they 've been on these zoom meetings all day long, looking at themselves essentially like looking at themselves in a mirror for you know a day yeah, um, yeah. the zoom the zoom meetings really have catapulted
0: tooth whitening is that 's what i 've been hearing from other dentists
1: absolutely yeah and, and you, you'd think i if you had asked me a year ago. You know how, like a worldwide pandemic, something like that would have affected your your office. I, I never would have said, "Oh, we'd be doing 10x the number of tooth whitings that we are now." And and it turns out that that's what I mean. It's like right. before we were doing maybe two a week. Now it's like two a day. You right. know, it's just insane. And you think, yeah, and,
0: you think the pandemic yeah. would have done just the opposite because people aren't seeing each other in person. There's a lot of things that happen you just never expect it. But let me ask you this: At what age can you start bleaching a patient's teeth?
1: You know and that's again that's another great segue question because I think that this goes along with the previous question you asked about some of the the biggest misconceptions and you know along with the biggest misconceptions are that oh you can't drink coffee and red wine like you totally can all of the the research you know supports that is the other one is that you know you can't it's it's not safe for children you know and it and it totally is so my kids are actually using um, SDIs, Pola, um, what I was telling you about, they use what we call the Night, which is that 10% carbamide peroxide. And the thing is, for, for my, my teenage girls that are 13 and 14, um, I would feel comfortable using it on them, you know, as, as young as 10 years old, you know, if they were doing some sort of Invisalign or something like that. And again, the reason is, but when I say this, there's an asterisk on that. I'm not doing in-office whitening on a, on a 10, 11, 12-year-old. That I usually reserve until the patient can sign a waiver. Now, I think, I think many companies will tell you that it's safe for children, you know, as young as 16 years old. Just, you know, to kind of cover myself, I, you know, recognizing how litigious America is. You know, I just say, you know, when they can sign it off on themselves, where they could probably actually pay for it themselves, then I'll let them, them do it. So I do 18 in my office. I've done 16 before, but I, I don't recommend that. Um, but for, take, for the take-home trays, absolutely. You know, Once that child reaches double digits in age, it's, it's totally fine to do. And again, the way that I tell my daughter about this is with her Invisalign. And anybody who has, you know, teenage girls probably knows maybe their hygiene isn't so great. So what I do is, you know, and so I tell them, I say, hey, um, here, I'm gonna give you this, this whitening product for your Invisalign, and they think it's great because they're like, oh, I'm bleaching my teeth. But, you know, behind the scenes, mom and dad are like, no, your teeth are staying clean because you only brush like once every three days. You know, right. so for for us, um, it's it's a great it's a really great adjunct to their oral hygiene routine, which isn't always as impeccable as, you know a dentist father would want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's totally safe. And like I said, that, that 10% formulation, they sell it at most stores. There's a product called Glyoxide, which is actually a 10% carbamide peroxide. And you can get that at any CVS or Walgreens. And that's essentially the same thing, but what, you know, Pola, the Pola gel is just that. It's a different formulation. It's a d- different delivery route being applied in a customized tray that holds the bleach in place
0: hmm So what would you make as a closing a recommendation to dentists who are kind of trying to beef up their whitening business, so to speak, um, and do more of it? Because as you say, it's pretty efficient. I mean, the profit margins are there. It's almost immediate satisfaction for the patient. You don't have to do the work yourself all the time. You can delegate. Um, right. What other important recommendation would you make to a dentist who doesn't do a lot of whitening or does some and how they could make that really happen in their practice?
1: So, yeah, so I think the first thing would be, and this is sort of what I mentioned before that my wife had to really give me a violent shove towards, you know, is ask. And I think a lot of dentists have this sort of stigma of feeling like a used car salesman if they try to push dentistry on their patients. But from what I found, again, and this is anecdotal just for our practice, but our bleaching has gone up, you know, almost 10 like nine and a half, 10 times when you start looking at the numbers, and it's because people really want this. And if you don't ask your patients if they want to do it, they're going to do it. When you look at how much money these companies are selling, if you start looking at like the sales revenue from you know the over the counter stuff, I mean, it's like six billion, it's like six billion dollar industry. So these patients will go get it somewhere else if you aren't offering it. And I know this just specifically from my you know small little town of portland maine here is we are one of the only dentists that does it and i see many other practices patients coming through my doors because their doctor doesn't do it and so they're going to that doctor for the crown and they're coming to me for the bleaching and i'm going to have a far higher you know profit margin doing an in-office bleaching with virtually no overhead and almost no time no lab fees than they're going to make on that crown with Mm -hmm. multiple visits so i think that that's my biggest recommendation is Just ask for it, and if you're unsure about how to do the whitening, take a look online. There's plenty of free webinars. I know because I've done them. I am giving multiple webinars constantly, and you know many of these companies that offer these bleaching products are putting the webinars out there from their KOLs at no charge, and you get continuing education credits along with it. So it's a win-win.
0: Yeah. No. Thank you. Very good recommendation, and thanks for that advice. And yeah, your webinar recently done. SDI sponsored it. They're a huge sponsor of continuing education, and we thank them for that. Great company. They believe in education and really understanding the science behind the procedure, the products, and the materials. Great people over there. So we thank SDI. Dr. Cohn, thank you very much. If you want to hear Dr. Cohn's webinar, you can go to vivalearning.com, look up Cohn, C-O-N-E, Miles is his first name, And he did a great job recently on um, a whitening webinar. We thank you, Dr. Cohen, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you very much, Philip. Until next
1: time, cheers.